Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rikari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. Hello there, avid podcast listener. I know you enjoy the delicious sounds of Tim's voice in your ear holes during these podcasts, but have you considered taking some time to go check out his stream at fb.gg darkness429 lately? Have you thought about it? Let me explain why you should. Not only will you be able to join the cult community, but you will be able to enjoy staring at Tim's meat every time he shows it on stream because he just incessantly shows his meat. This deliciously smoked meat. It's, it's incredible, and it's better to watch it live. So give him all your stars. fb.gg slash darkness429. Welcome to episode 77 of Star Wars and Scotch. It's uh, Kevin and Tim again, but today we have a guest. We are joined by Mike Upton from the Bright Suns podcast. Mike, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing good. How about you guys? Good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not bad. It's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, living the dream. You're it's up beautiful in, uh, outside. Look at, look at the weather outside, Kevin. Look at you. Look, yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. View. But, but Mike, you're, you're from the Northeast. Yes. Where I'm originally from. I'm from Long Island. Okay, yeah, um, I'm a little bit north of you. Yeah, yeah, slight, a little bit, a little bit colder. Although I went to a wedding once up by you, and it was one of the best weekends of my life because it was just, you know, we had a blast because there's there's not a lot of rules up by you, and I really enjoyed that. It was a good time. <laughs> no seatbelts, no helmets. We're good. Let's do it. Oh yeah, my! No, it it was great. So that that was the the I think one of two times I went up up that way. But yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, but yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again. This is Mike from the Bright Suns podcast. I listened to a few episodes this week. You should go do the same thing. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the places where you get your podcasts. So head over there and start hitting that subscribe button now. But before we get going, as always, Tim, what what did you drink this morning? Oh, I was like, we, I uh, don't have coffee right now, Kevin. Uh, I had I had some of our Aztec roast, our single origin Aztec roast. It's really really good. So yeah, I had some of the, uh, the the tiger again. So that was uh, that was uh, good. It's not what it's uh, called. New, it's not actually called the tiger. I call it the tiger because that's how I feel <laughs> after I drink it. Uh, so, um, yeah, there's some cool stuff happening at King's Coast. You definitely want to cool start stuff, paying man. attention. I, as of today, Tim, by the yeah. way, okay. uh, I was going up to uh, New York to do some stuff for King's Coast. And they were mm-hmm. like, why don't you just come to the coffee expo with us? It's the next day. So I am now going from Tampa. Yeah. To long island uh-huh to boston uh-huh and then back to tampa yeah and then we go to orlando and film the gcx pre-show the next week uh-huh. and then you me and ben go back to boston and then back to tampa the next week oh god oh my april's god. gonna be fun 
Yeah, I'm going to need a few extra days off, Tim. If you could just approve those, that'd be great. That's <laughs> yeah, you got it, Kevin. Go for Thanks. it, bud. Thanks, bud. Thanks. Uh, anyway, let's jump into things here. Uh, again, Mike from Bright Suns Podcast. Mike, the first question we always ask guests, take us on your journey to the the level of fandom you have now for Star Wars. We always want to hear what's the origin, where did it come from, and how did you get to the point where you created a podcast? Uh, well, a uh, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, like or, you know, when I was like six, I think. Uh, basically, one of my first like memories of actual life is just uh, sitting on the couch with my dad and we were watching uh empire strikes back i didn't know that's what it was at the time i just remember it was snowy there was a scary monster and a laser sword and i loved it and uh pretty much since then it was just kind of you know watching them casually and then getting more and more into them as i grew up and then the sequel trilogy or the i'm sorry the prequel trilogy came out and that kind of like set the love like in stone i really loved the prequel trilogy uh, it was probably one of the only ones at the time, I think, that I knew of that loved the prequel trilogy. People who say that didn't happen, they're lying. Uh, people hated <laughs> it. People actually say that it didn't happen? Yeah, people say that that the prequel trilogy was unanimously loved. Oh. I'm like, I, I was 14 in 1999, man. I know. Yeah, no. Uh, I saw it in movie theaters. I know it happened. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're we're uh for 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 clarity there. We're both fans of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, that one's so I, good. Love Revenge I, of the Sith. It's my favorite. Except for One the last favorites. like 10, 15 minutes, I do not like Phantom Menace. Like the last ten minutes are some of the best in in the the, the series, but the rest of the movie, I'm like, that's uh, no. Yeah, it's it's a little that's hard. That one. Me. No, I agree. I agree. That one's a probably one of the more difficult ones for me. Um. I usually, if I'm doing like a rewatch, I'll maybe skip that one and I'll just start it too. <laughs> I never, that's my thing is I never skip it though. I always watch it because it's like, uh, well, we, we we start here, so let's just do this. See, for yeah. me, I don't like Clone Wars. Like I like, like the show. I don't. Sorry, Episode Two, uh, oh. Attack of the Clones. Sorry, I was just like Clone Wars because honestly, that's the only reason why people like Episode Two is because it like gave birth to Clone Wars. Um, but like the overall, like the, the way that movie goes from start to finish, it just, it's not a fun ride. Um, I just, I didn't really enjoy myself at all with episode two. So no, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> I understand all the criticisms. I get it. Um, no, I did a rewatch recently actually. And I, I live tweeted the whole thing. And, uh, I, I think going in with, you know, 36 year old eyes, I, I found new stuff that I really liked. So I don't know sure. how long it's been since you've watched it, but you know, might be a good time to just like swing back and like take a couple hours and just watch that or do what I did. Take a whole week, watch all of them. I think I watched in stages, not all at once, uh, yeah. but so after much. I was done with tiger King during lockdown, I moved on to like <laughs> star Wars and Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. So yeah, oh, that, yeah. that was the last time I watched it. But to your point, there's so many good moments in them. Mm. Like collectively, they may not be great movies, but there's so many good moments and iconic moments that, like Tim said, gave birth to things like the Clone Wars and set up things for the future. So to me, it all exists in the same, you know, universe. And if you're going to watch it all the way through, you got to watch it all the way through. That's yeah. just a personal, personal feeling of mine. I will say this. Tim hates Jar Jar Binks with a thousand fiery hells. <laughs> so much. Yeah, no, I, what a waste of air. 
I'm I'm on board with you on that one. The the even in uh, the Clone Wars series, like any of the episodes that kind of focus on him, I'm like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> I I just skipped him. Yeah. Most of I the other ones, there's him. one where he was like he was trying to he was trying to court someone at one point. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like I was <laughs> like that was most this. of the episodes. Him trying to like trying to like hook up with this with this one politician. I'm like, no, this is I'm good. I don't I don't need Gungan dating. This, this is, is a just fill, for all. Yeah, this is a filler episode. I'm good. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's um I get it. I get it though. But yeah, so no, you, you, good. you saw the prequel uh oh. trilogy in your teenage years, and then you know, obviously there's a huge gap in, in there from the next set of movies. So did you remain a fan, books, comics? What was the thing that either got you back or kept you going? Uh, honestly, it was, uh, if I'm being 100% honest, it's Revenge of the Sith that really kept me like, it, it kept with me for those years. Um, that one was just so good. And I I couldn't wait for them to come out with more and then like just didn't see anything for a long time. I didn't get into like the animation or anything until recently, like after I started the show, I'll admit. Uh, so, you know, I went for a few years of obviously, well, many years, obviously, of, uh, just kind of rewatching the prequel trilogy and rewatching the original trilogy and then, uh, trying not to engage with the fans because, uh, that was the worst part. <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah. it's interesting on. you say that. Cause like I said, before we started recording, like we, we tend to, we'll rattle feathers, uh, <laughs> inside the star Wars world on purpose because, I just think some people take it way too seriously and are ridiculous. Like I have no problem admitting, like I said, I'm not really a fan of Phantom Menace, but it, it gave birth to probably the best lightsaber duel in, in all of star Wars. Um, so, and the best soundtrack. Oh my God. So good. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it's looking back, but I did find interesting things in the past. Like I, I saw an article recently, uh, and this was from the '90s of when they announced Star Trek: The Next Generation. I'm yeah. not a Star Trek person, Love Star but I thought Trek. it was very interesting how mad people were that they were making a new Star Trek that didn't include the original cast. And I'm like, are, is every fandom have this like dark, evil, terrible group of people <laughs> that are just like, well, it's not the source material, so damn it to hell. Like we saw it with what? Dune. I'm like, oh dude, my God, it was a yeah. goddamn masterpiece. How could you say anything <laughs> bad about it? Lo and behold, there were people that hated it. So oh, yeah. that's mind boggling. Yeah, it's, it's nuts to me. It's nuts. Oh, yeah. And the, the loyalty to any single given piece of media is like minutes long. Like Spider-Man yeah. No Way Home came out. And then what, within like, uh, uh, what was it, a month or two or a month that the Batman came out? And then everybody's comparing it to the Batman. And I'm like, they're, no. they're not even competitors. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's just no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, no, dealing with the fans, that was always the worst part. Uh, still sometimes is. And then uh, when after the whole Disney acquisition and uh, mostly them announcing that they were building Galaxy's Edge, uh, that was I, I was determined, like, I need to go there. This is for me, for nobody else but me. And it was finally last year that I got to go. And it was just life altering <laughs> like yep. the amount like you, you spend days just living the dream and it's incredible yeah. and it was after that that i was like i i have to find a way to continue this i can't not talk about star wars to people because like i'm obsessed now and yeah. first thing i did when i got home was i was like how hard is it to start a podcast <laughs> and just like started <laughs> looking that up and i'm like all right cool uh I'll get started. I'll probably be the only one listening for the first year. 
maybe never. I don't know. And, uh, you know, so far the response has just been incredible. I guess there's, you know, fans out there that think like I do or or at least like to think like I do. I don't know. I just try to tell people it's okay to like things. That's all. Tim and I started this right before uh, the pandemic. So literally we were like, is there enough content? Because we were doing something called spoiler cast where we would go through a show (laughs) and we would just kind of dissect the show episode by episode. We did it with Mandalorian season one and it was great. Then we tried to do it with Witcher season one and we realized that our depth of knowledge was not even close to oh, what we it was knew so about terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So we would show up by the middle of the season, Tim and I were looking at each other like, this is not We have working. to kill this, Kevin. This, is, <laughs> this we're isn't going to kill work. the show. But then I said, what if we did like a Star Wars show? And Tim was like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. We're both pretty nerdy about it. Why don't we dive in? And then the biggest thing there was we were scared there wasn't going to be enough to talk about every week. We have not had an issue finding things to talk about every (laughs) single week because whether it is the fandom kicking up dust and, you know, they need to be patted on the on the the head and settle down, young lads. It's not too crazy. Or it's just, you know, the news that comes out, whether it's, you know, we got stuff we're going to talk about today uh, in in the news. Christopher Lloyd. I mean, like huge. So um, I think when it comes to Star Wars shows and fandom and the people that follow and the people that watch and the people that pay attention there's something for everybody. There really is. And and that's the beauty of it. And there's so many people that want to dive deeper and they want to go to the next level. I mean, we've we've done stuff with Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained. They they I would say they're leaders in the community and and we love working with those folks. We have a ton of guests lined up. We've worked with Sawyerism from from uh, Insta, uh, Instagram from TikTok as well. There you go. Um, and and, you know, it's just meeting folks like yourself that are equally as passionate as us. And I love to hear the journey because it's always different. No one, yeah. no one has come to Star Wars the same way we have, you know, yeah. similar to you. I saw uh, um, uh, it was Return of the Jedi. And I, I every time I tell a story, I remember my aunt's braided rug that I was sitting on that was <laughs> brown and orange. And it was just just old. And I just remember laser sword. I use the same word you did because back then that was this is the coolest thing ever. So it's just really cool to hear your journey and understand how it got to a podcast. And I, I'll even double down and say, I think galaxy's edge inspiring you to make a podcast is one that of the coolest really cool. things I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it was, it's an incredible experience. And I, I just, I think anybody who is even like on the fence about it just needs to just dive in and just do it just once. Just go. Oh yeah. Just yep. go. Yeah. I mean, there's so many experiences you see of just people just literally tearing up. I was one of those people. I turned that corner. I, I went at night the first time I went and uh, my wife and I, it was uh, January of 2020. My in-laws came to Disney with us and they um, decided to get their own room. So we dumped our kids with them and my wife was like, I'm going to take you. You're going to go see it. I was like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> and I came around the corner on the, the far side. I didn't come through the corridor like everyone else does by Doc Ondars. And uh, I came around and it was just lit up. And I was like, oh <laughs> my God, that's the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It's sitting in front of me. It's life size. Like this is oh, one it, of the coolest moments of my life. Impossible and, to describe that feeling to just in, in words. You can't. It's It hits you in the soul. It's Yeah. Tim, you went last year too. I did. Yeah, it was. Thankfully, I got to record it. I'm glad that we have video of of me seeing it. That was really cool. It was a really neat experience. I took I took my oldest daughter because she wasn't with us the first time. Um, uh, July of last year, I think it was. 
And uh, it was during the day and we came through the dock onto our corridor and her mouth dropped because she's as, as into it as, as we are. And I had enough time to get my phone out, take a selfie of us because she oh. didn't move because she was just looking at it like, Dad, it's right there. It's in front of us. And I was like, yeah, I know. There it is. <laughs> How cool is this? So, um, yeah. And then you get to experience the rides. And, you know, now now I found out about the the there's the Chewy code on Smuggler's Run that if if you can oh, get yeah. four other people to go with you that can do this exact amount of movement with the buttons you can get chewy to do like there's just all these little oh, easter yeah. eggs and i'm sure there's crap we haven't even discovered yet so um i'm looking forward to to them fleshing it out i've already read things and rumors that you know they, they're planning on expanding it out so it's just it's exciting time to be a star wars fan and you know i think that feeds into the fact that people want content like yours they want to hear what you have to say i, I was talking before the show uh, with Mike about uh, he went on I think it was your last episode about John Williams and you were just playing the tracks and describing how they made you feel and I was like this is fun I like this I, yeah. this. This is, <laughs> I like this feeling um, so uh, you're doing the podcast now um, and what what is your favorite part like what is your favorite way to interact with folks in the fandom like how are you connecting with them what what is your I don't want to say your angle because that's not the right way but what's yeah. your thing what's your hook uh, I, I think it's, it's mostly just, uh, being myself and, and mostly on Twitter. Um, I can't say that I'm active pretty much anywhere else. I have an Instagram account, but like, I think I've posted like twice to it. It's just, it's, it's a hard medium to try to post like to an image only social media site. Sure. Uh, but mm-hmm. on Twitter, it's just super easy. Somebody posts a really good take. And all I do is I just kind of comment with how that actually made me feel. And same with bad takes, but, um, you know, it's mostly just like me being Mike Upton, me being the guy. I just happen to be behind a little red circle with three little white circles on it. <laughs> like <laughs> it's but literally that's what you see on Twitter uh, is is my usually kind of uh, insane ramblings of just how I actually feel about all of this stuff coming out. So, you know, I don't really put a filter on it or anything. <laughs> it's just who I am. Love it. I know, I know for Tim, uh, I would say what in the past six months, Tim, you just have people coming into your, your Facebook streams like, Hey, I love your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's super fun. And, and I love when, when new episodes come out for like the shows, cause everyone just wants to talk about them. That's all they want to do is just, is just talk about that. And like, did you see it? What do you think? Um, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's really cool to see like a bunch of people like come together and like want to be excited about. The, the the finite details of, of like these these shows and 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 dive deep in, into it and how it plays into the bigger picture it's it's very cool it's um it's like it's like one of the big things that makes me really happy when when like we like in lulls like when there's no video games to play or anything like that anything new exciting people come in and talk about star wars like yeah there we go i could i could do that all day i could just sit yeah. there and just talk about star wars all day yeah we get like the little breaks in between stuff and everybody just kind of, okay, what's coming up now? What was our favorite thing from before? It's uh yeah, there's always, always something to talk about. Speaking of favorite thing from before, talk to us about your feelings on, well, you said you just got into the animated stuff recently. Um, would love to hear your take on that actually before I ask my next question. So what do, how you feel? Are you done with Clone Wars and Rebels? How are you feeling about it? Yeah. Uh, I, I binged the living crap out of uh, the Clone Wars, uh, did that as as quickly as I could, and then immediately went on to Rebels and finished nice. Rebels, which I think um, 
both Rebels and Clone Wars have given some of the best Star Wars to ever Star War. Like just some of the scenes, some of the some of the stories that they tell are just so perfect and mm-hmm. and, and irrep uh what is it irreparable i don't know you can't you can't mimic it ever on live action it is perfect in the medium that it's in and uh then just finished up uh the bad batch uh nice. recently so very good pretty much entirely caught up on animated stuff i watched uh visions i don't know like if you guys uh, had visions. thoughts on that we watched some of visions yeah i love 50, three 50. episodes of visions i'll that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm very much not into anime. I tried. I ah. thought maybe this would be the thing. And I was like, all right, a I'm excited. Like, a lot like Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not really an anime guy, but there was a few episodes in there. I was like, I could get down with yeah. this being a show. I actually uh the the first episode was my favorite, the uh the Ronin episode. Oh yeah. And I actually ended up reading the novel because of it. Um oh, so, see, that's the next uh, thing I gotta if get you into. Enjoyed Ronin, check out the novel because it was uh it was another trip. There is a there is a period in the middle where it lulls, but Visions was interesting because they were letting people it was a playground, like do whatever you want, have fun with the lore and and you know, stretch it, make it whatever you how you feel. So I appreciate Visions, even the episodes I didn't enjoy, just because they're letting people do what they want. And I think that's very important in in, in a fandom. Um so you so you're all caught up on animated, thoroughly enjoying it. Talk to us about Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. How are you feeling about the way they're fleshing out live action? And and uh, you know, then we could dive into Obi-Wan after that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, all the live action stuff is um I I could not ask for for better stuff. I it's it's hard to describe. I always get like, okay, here's like nine thousand thoughts and a tiny mouth to try to send it all out. Um I I don't understand a lot of like the uh, the criticisms because the criticisms always come out like after the show, after time people have had kind of time to have other people tell them what's wrong with the show. But at the moment, uh, during the the show, when I'm actually watching it, beautiful. And uh, I I love the introduction of new characters and, and kind of the tie in of how these existing characters like Boba Fett, um, you know, how they they tie into the new characters' stories. And um, and I love one of my favorite aspects, actually, is that it doesn't focus on it doesn't focus on force wielders too much. Yeah. Like there's there's Grogu, there's there's Luke Skywalker, but it's not like centered on them and centered on them using the force and using, you know, spinny lightsaber tricks and shit. I yeah. it's it's really like I think having the show be grounded in these kind of like low level, you know, mercenaries and and bounty hunters and and they're just using guns and regular tech that's available to everybody. I think that actually makes the entire universe feel so much bigger yes. than than it did before. You know, when we're so used to seeing it at like this high level of these these guys that are basically like gods running around, you know, <laughs> moving stuff with their mind using laser swords. We kind of get used to that idea and and that being the norm. And I think these shows are showing us just how rare like Jedi actually are and how rare Sith are. So now the ones that we do know, they're elevated to the status that is just godlike, which is, I think, where they belong. So yeah, I think I mean, the shows are doing a great job. If you're taking away or not taking away, but if you're taking a page out of the, the Skywalker era, then. Yeah, they should be viewed as godlike and and few and far between. And you know, we, we've had discussions before, Tim and I, about you know the Inquisitory and their place within that whole sect of Jedi and Sith, and how they're not quite, but they still are 
you know, yeah. above. Um, but you go back to like old Republic then, and you're looking at, you know, gods among us essentially everywhere. And, and basically you have two huge ruling factions, uh, warring against each other that are basically gods. So it's, it's interesting that you put it that way. Cause that's actually, you know, stuff we've, we've talked about in the past and T- Tim, uh, Tim loves uh, one of the first things we talked about Tim and you can elaborate was the fact that there were, it wasn't focused on a, on a force user originally. And that was like your favorite thing off the bat. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, a lot to, a lot to Mike's point. It was, um, it was focusing on the other parts of star Wars, which it, like, it was the, all the different lenses that we never get to see in, in the cinematic universe, uh, which is, which is really cool. And so like now that the cinematic universe has, has opened up to, to so much more, like the, the TV shows are, are able to, um, just really capture it in a more intimate way, which is what, it, which is our, what, it, what I really enjoy because like for me, like the novels, like I really loved aftermath um, aftermath. The series was great because it, it, it got to paint the picture of what happened after what happened after the movies. Um, I, I continuously want to try to like bridge the gap in between six and seven, you know, it's like, there's a lot to answer for. There's a lot of things that happen. And I think that's one of the really cool things that Mando does. Is it gets to paint the picture of what's happening. Like this entire change of, even just like the currency, like that was a big deal. Like in the first episode of like going from Imperial credits to like all these other forms of credits, uh, because there was no rule and order now because you know, the empire wasn't really the bad guy. They were just trying to keep everybody, you know, like nice and happy and, you know, in, you know, in control you know, and yeah, harvesting like, their resources. Like that's all, like that's all they wanted. It's not good. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, the empire falls and, or the emperor falls, I should say. And, and it's not like the empire just goes away that day. Like, you know, the yeah. stuff has to kind of slowly crumble over time. Yeah. And I thought, you know, the fact that in Mandalorian, there's still kind of these like remnants of the Empire. And that's what, nine years after Return of the Jedi? Four. And it's, or is it four years? Four years. Right, Tim? Four? Five. I just wanted to see who was going <laughs> to guess what. So it's, it's five years. So Mando starts five years after the explosion of Death Star 2 oh, and the death yeah. of the Emperor. So, yeah, but, you know, five years still not, you know, when you think of the grand scale of the empire, which used to be the Republic and, you know, yeah, it's got to take time for stuff to fall and stuff for, you know, the new Republic to kind of build back up. Well, that's why that's why I like aftermath so much because it it really does paint that picture of like what is happening to the empire as it starts to crumble and what they do to save themselves. Aftermath's books are not. Have you have you read them, Mike? I'll admit I have not. The, the books, books, all the books are the new thing that I got to start focusing on before it's a I whole continue. other side. Like Tim got me into the books. It's Very a whole good. other side of Star Wars that, again, some of them are not that great, but even the bad ones flesh out things you need to know. So the remnants of the Empire aftermath is almost borderline critical. I say you need to know. I would say it's really nice to know. Yeah, that's fair. I'm okay with that. There's a fine line between need and want. If you never read the books and you didn't watch Mandalorian, you wouldn't, you would think that when the emperor died, the empire was gone. Like, oh, most definitely. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the reality is it takes time. It plays into the, just like the only reason why I say this, like you, you want to know it versus need is because some people still find star Wars still so confusing because it's so disjointed. And because the way that, that like they're, they're fixing a lot of the, 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 disjointedness of the universe is by different, you know, through different mediums, comic books, TV shows, animated series, etc. Um, and so like, I understand that. Um, but they, so that's why people come to us and like, what books do I need to read? Or like, what shows should I watch? And I'm like, Oh man, like, okay, 
pump the brakes. You don't need to know everything right away. You're going to be okay. Let's start slow. Yeah. yeah but we, I love that. We've, uh, we've, we've, uh, I guess since doing the show, we always have people coming to us like, which book should I read? You know, Tim I and I that. are always like, still don't have an audible sponsorship. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Talk a lot about audible on this podcast. We deserve a sponsorship. Wow. Why don't you just <laughs> tweet at them then, Tim, and be like, dear Audible. Oh, all right. I mean, hey, we're, <laughs> he's doing that. I got Bobby Moynihan following me on Twitter. I don't like that's all it takes is just tag him in a post, man. I, I heard Ooh. that today. That's that that's really exciting. Uh, you know, when people like that start stopping through. Oh, Tim and I have a bet that I I'm gonna get him to have a drink with Filoni at some point. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> I keep on saying that so that I hope it makes him want to make it. Hey, happen. I was, I was, I'm two years behind because of pandemic. You have to give me that time back. Oh, true. That's true. That's, that was not fair. <laughs> that's, that's and not, we can't go true. to celebration this year. So <laughs> it's true. Okay. Are I'm you going fair. to celebration, uh, Mike? Uh, no, unfortunately not. I couldn't, uh, couldn't like, I just started a new job. So like getting the, the time off is insane. And then I just, you know, couldn't round up the money to, to get all of it, but I'll be watching everybody on Twitter. Have a great time. We're not going to so don't feel bad. We yeah. are. Oh, okay. Our, okay. Our, I'm still very tempted. I, it's just, yeah. I, I look at the Ugh. prices all the time. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we, our huge event that, that we do, uh, is two weeks after, uh, so the timing could not be worse for us. Um, yeah, hold on. I'm going to pause you right there, Kevin. Uh, our big event, Kevin, what is that? <laughs> Mid roll ad GCX event. Oh, man. Dot com. You can come down to gaming community expo June 11th and 12th at the Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida and celebrate all things nerdy. There will be a Star Wars and Scotch live panel. It's getting announced, yes. I believe, next week. Uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be a repeat of last year's online panel. I don't, uh, you want to give them the exclusive Tim? Who's going to be on it? They're all confirmed. Um, give them, give them the bigger one, the singular person or the the two two people together. Do you just want me to give them the whole thing here? Just give them. They're all. They're all. All right. So it's going to be moderated by me this year. Tim is going to be on the panel. Sawyerism is going to be on the panel. Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained is going to be on the panel. And our big guest, who will also be doing a meet and greet this year, Mark Thompson, the audiobook voice of Star Wars, will be on our panel and will be joining us for a meet and greet. So if you'd like to meet Mark, Alex, Molly, Sawyerism, even Tim. I probably won't be available aside from that. So that'll be the only chance you get to see me. Uh, but uh, if you want to meet all those people, just uh, come on down. GCXM.com slash tickets. That's so sick, dude. I want to, I'm going to get him to do his Thrawn voice for me live. Yeah. I'm, I mean, Oh, please. His, his Thrawn voice is, so we got him to good. do Yoda on, on the podcast. So I would assume that was really good. That we can do that. And Mike, I, I know you said you started a new job, but if you'd like to join us, just let me know. We'll hook you up. More than happy to, to have uh, yeah. uh, more of that Star Wars community uh, down there this year because we we Hell did yeah. yeah like in 2019 we we did the Star Wars panel for the first time it's actually kind of where this was born um, and Tim and I had no idea what to expect because our event is mainly gaming and we come from Destiny yeah. back in 2015 is when we started this event and now it's like this whole full fledged thing such a good game oh it's 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 the reason i'm sitting here it's the reason i know tim like it's i have nothing bad to say about the game other than i just don't play it anymore um 
other games have Sorry. occupied my time. But uh, we did the the panel and the room was full when we went in there and we were like, okay, it was a little intimidating. This, this is a, this was a good idea. And then we did Q and a, like the last 20 minutes and the line for the microphone so just and people, and it was like some of like the most in-depth questions. Like what was the one that blew my mind? They're like, what do you think of, it was something with the rule of two. And it just like, it just blew my mind the, the way that this person came up with the microphone and just like asked the question and I stood up and I'm just like, oh my God. Oh was my God. Was it the God. one about the eternal emperor? That one? It saw, there was something that just blew my mind and she blew my mind. And like, I, I will never forget that, that panel. It was so cool. But yeah. It'll be back. It'll be back. And if you can't get Mike, you can watch it online. It'll be a stream. Oh yeah. I'll at least yeah. do that. So. Online, Kevin, where, where, where online uh, could they find it? That will probably be on twitch.tv slash rare drop. Uh, and I believe we're, we're multi-streaming to various locations. So Facebook and YouTube there we go. and all that stuff. So, uh, more details to be announced, but that's how you do a mid roll. All, all, all the stuff starting to roll out now. People are confirming and, uh, things are getting very, very exciting. Don't forget about the charity marathon too. Cause that's super important. Uh, and that will precede the event and maybe even lead into the event this year. Wink. What? Anyway, what? back to Mike and back to stuff. So Obi-Wan, <laughs> talk to us about your expectations. <gasps> yes. We have beaten this to death and we will continue to beat it to death every week until the show comes out. What are you expecting? What are you predicting? Um, you know, I don't want to get into the Inquisitor's head because I could really care less. <laughs> he looks like he does in the comics, not the show. Get over yourself. Um so he also okay hold on okay kevin <laughs> he also looks really damn close to the guy who you see in episode one like the one of the emperor's assistants is pal- of that pal- same pal- species yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is he, he other than like his head is a little more elon yeah he looks he looks older the than the the, the, yeah, the grand inquisitor so it's like his head's a little bit longer. He's got his like his lines are a little bit more deeper. He's got like a darker like painting around his eyes. But other than that, but he looks just like he does in the comic books. He doesn't look much different. Yeah, yeah. It's Clone like Wars Dead Rebels the comic tends books. to accentuate features on characters that are not normally accentuated in live action. Are people going to be pissed when Obi-Wan walks out and his beard isn't all blocked out? And Yo, that's full? not Sir Alec Guinness. <laughs> doesn't look like it's made of wood. Yeah, what the yeah, hell? So, uh, we don't have to talk about his head because I don't really care. I'm more concerned with how he plays it the character. Fine. So stupid. Um, I hate but it. What, what are you expecting? What are you predicting? What do you think? How, you know, the announcement that there might be a season two, and we were all like, I thought this was a one off. Love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm just worried that I'm keeping my like hype level too high because uh, watching the trailer, I I like couldn't breathe. It was so exciting, and so I'm I'm kind of like, all right, is this going to live up to my expectations now? <laughs> I'm so worried about this. I don't know. I'm scared. Um, but I I I think I, what I really want out of the show, and it, it's kind of like the it's almost like sadomasochistic to think this way, but I really, I want to be just crushed by this show. Like I want this show to just step on my heart repeatedly and just remind me that the the galaxy is in such a crappy place right now. And I want it to just stomp that into my head every episode. But I know that they did say that they had to, they wanted to make it a little bit more hopeful and optimistic. And I'm like, all right, well, 
that makes sense because, uh, you know, the the Obi-Wan that we had in Rebels, when he's saying to Maul, like, look what I've risen above. All right, you got to kind of get him to that place in this show. So I understand mm. that, you know, they want to end a little bit more hopeful. But, man, I want to be crushed by this show so bad. I and uh, the, 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 yeah, I'm just trying to keep my my expectations as low as possible. The part that really got me was little Luke. I know it's just like a it's a second in the trailer, but like with the glasses on or the goggles. Yeah, because really he, he's like pod it's, it's, a, oh, it's yeah. in his blood. B, we know from A New Hope, he's mm. he wants to join the rebellion and be a pilot. So, you know, when you live out in the middle of freaking nowhere, I guess that's the only thing that like can excite you at that level besides moisture. Um, So it's that was the part that got me like Obi. <laughs> for some reason, seeing him as a child. Even though we saw him in Rebels 2, it really hit home that Obi-Wan is protecting him and he is his overseer and he is his and then seeing his uncle with the Inquisitors is terrifying because you can see how we know the end of the story, but we don't know we will we don't know how close they got. That's gonna be the interesting part. And I think that's yeah. gonna even though you know the end, it's still gonna be tense as fuck. Like you're not gonna be yeah, it's gonna Very be much like, so. ah! Yeah. And I I think the thing about Luke too, uh, seeing little Luke, I, I, I gotta wonder what's going through Obi-Wan's head. Cause it, that is almost sure. identical to like the little kid that he met on Tatooine with Qui-Gon. Like, yeah. is sure. it like, he's probably thinking like, okay, this is, is this going to be a repeat? Like, am I going to take this kid under my wing and he's going to turn into Darth Vader 2.0? Like, is there <laughs> like, is there a level of fear that Obi-Wan has? Like, I'm, I'm curious where they're going to explore yeah, with that's that. That's a great question. And he, oh, and he can't really interact with him. No. Yeah. It's a watch. So that, that's even the. I mean, maybe like a little bit because he has to know, like, oh yeah, that's yeah the crazy old Ben Kenobi. But yeah, but like, but he only. I feel like he only like heard stories of him. I feel like he because he he heard about that old hermit that lived out past the Dune Sea. Like, I feel like that was just like the stories and the whispers of the crazy old man who lived out there. Like, I I really I think to, I think Kevin's right. I feel like that like there is really no interaction. I can see him seeing him. Yeah, they, it, I don't know if they'll talk. Yeah, seeing him is one thing. I don't think they'll ever be within like yeah. talking distance, no. Or if they are, it'll be when he's he's very young and just for like a brief moment, like he'll hand him yeah. like a yeah. Run yeah. or something. I, I could see something along the or yeah, like maybe maybe an interaction where Luke doesn't even realize who it is. And it, yeah, yeah, or like, yeah something, like something, him something, or something along those lines. I'm <laughs> I'm curious of the interaction that uh Obi Wan's gonna have with uh Owen and Baru. Like, does he talk to them? Does yeah. he send messages? Does he lead on like that? That I'm very interested because Owen appears would, to play a very big role in this, which understandably so is 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 good thing. But that whole scene, even even in the trailer with the Inquisitor, you were like, "Ooh, this could be bad." <laughs> oh, where he's staring down the Inquisitor, like, which, dude, we the well, balls which shows on you. you he knows his charge as well in all of this. Like, he understands his his role. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and we see it a little bit in New Hope when he's like, don't join the rebellion, stay here, be safe. Blah, blah, blah. Well, explains why he was so I mean, grumpy. He's just an old guy living in a desert. <laughs> Protecting this kid from inquisitors for so many years. Kevin, the man's well, like 40, the, please. Kim, we've discussed this. The twin sons and the, the, the agents <laughs> of, of erosion in the desert really take a toll on your skin. Oh, here we go. And your hair. Like, <laughs> look at go. me. This is just from like seven years of working with Rare Drop and everyone here. So, I mean, it, it's completely palatable. <laughs> I don't live in the desert. I live in the moisture capital of the world. But, you know. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. 
Dude, this is spreading like wildfire, and now Obi Wan makes complete sense to me. Yeah, you look, now you look. Oh, you get how we can age yeah. so fast, so quickly. Yeah. It's the blue milk. And that's what that's. They're just drinking it like water, and it's just aging them. But they have. Did no you try choice. the milk? They have Mike to drink at it. Which one? Both or just one? Yes. Uh, I only tried the blue. I didn't. I didn't get a Level chance to try me. the Did green. You like it? I thought it was. It was good it's just not something i, I want to drink in florida heat i wasn't into it <laughs> like it's it's what like coconut milk and like fruity yeah. flavorings or something that sounds delicious oh it, it's delicious but like one and then you're done forever because it's it's so it's thick it's like milk but being in florida heat and humidity milk is like 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 ron burgundy says milk is a bad choice oh. <laughs> what He's saying that because he's from no, up north. Tim, he doesn't it's know. A bad choice. <laughs> it's a no, bad choice. I'm we sure it's drink fine. milk anymore. I mean, I'm going to get two. We, we'll go, Kevin, and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll drink Sounds two. Sounds good. You enjoy that. I'm not having any. No, you got you to go, and then that's all you can drink the entire trip. Like the entire time. Is there alcohol in it? There can be. Optional. Perfect. I think it's rum, if I remember. <laughs> no, one has. <laughs> I feel one like rum would rum. pair well with that. It'd be like a Mai Tai. One is vodka, rum. I think the I think, other one yeah. is vodka. Yeah. If I remember correctly. I think it is. Because like the two colors have two different flavors. Like one of them's more like I berry. The other one's more like there. citrus. Yeah, I didn't get you drank I haven't the been bar, in the bar. I couldn't get in. No. I thought you went to I've the bar. I tried three oh, times get to get in. I wow. cannot get in. My I've I haven't had any alcohol beverages. I tried at, to guilt uh, at them the at the twice. end of the day because I was always told go to go at the end of the day because they might let you in if somebody doesn't show up or something. Yeah, and I brought my my seven year old and I tried to guilt them because I was like, he's a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, it didn't use work. Hunter's they weaponry. Tried, though. They did try <laughs> the the lovely Heaven. Disney plays because the, the oh, folks yeah. at Galaxy's Edge in all Disney parks for the most part are are wonderful. Um, but uh, uh, the 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 gentleman who tried to help me was went inside and he was like dude i tried really hard i had to get you in with but i just and he felt so bad like telling my son we can't do it and my son was like okay and we walked away yeah. and he was like i'm sorry as we were walking away i'm like don't worry about it you're good it's not your fault and yeah. hunter was ready to go do the next damn well, thing well that, that was guy the last thing we were doing so mike you you got in I, oh, that's so that's good funny. poor guy I, I got in twice how was it? What? I'm so sorry. Oh, Kevin, <laughs> he knows someone. It, no, 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 no. I, I don't know what it was. Like, I did not have a hard time getting on Rise of the Resistance. I did that twice and I got into August twice. And and even on the second time, our reservation was for like super late in the afternoon or in the evening. And my wife and I were there and we're like, we are so exhausted. We can't possibly make it. We're going back to the hotel. So we told them. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to just cancel that. I know it's like last minute. I don't care if we get charged, whatever. Just we're going to cancel it. And the guy looks at it and he goes, you want to get in now? <laughs> I was like, yeah, OK. And so, yeah, just found us a spot. We got in there for second time, just walking oh, up to the awesome. dude. But it is yeah, great. If you do get in fuzzy tauntauns, that are the I've thing. been told that. I'm going to try again later this year. I'm mad at Disney right now, even though I'm going on friday uh because mad. of what they did to their annual pass system it's a sham uh I've, i mean I've i used to go five six times a year because i had an annual pass and i'd spend the weekend because i got a florida discount on on the room so it was like it's a perfect way to leave work on friday and be home by sunday because that for us it's like an hour drive yeah but then they they you know 
greedy McGreed fuck came in Screwed as the CEO us, and, say it. and ruined my there life. So uh, the less said about him. Yeah, JPEG. <laughs> so, yeah, we we're not fans. <laughs> I voted against him in the shareholder meeting. Oh, I no, would just like to say that and put that out there to everyone. <laughs> uh, and I convinced all my friends too, but alas, he's still sitting there. I did read this week, though. This is completely not related to Star Wars. That he and and I sent you the, the oh. article, Tim. Him and Iger actually had a falling out, which is. Part of the divide know, of what's happening that. here. Yeah, over something he, that he, he said told the press that he ago. was willing to stay on as the chairman of the board to help the transition go smooth. And Chapek's attitude was, I never said I needed help. Obviously, you do. <laughs> but but you do. <laughs> Absolutely so. do. So yeah. that's where we're at right now. Yeah, Yay. I'm into Chapek too. Join the resistance. Stupid little. I feel argument. like the right decision is anti JPEG <laughs> against the evil empire. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, with, with Obi Wan, I'm I'm interested to see exactly what you said. Like, there's so much at play there. One thing I do want to ask you, and I ask everyone this: is do you think we're going to see anyone else from the Star Wars universe that hasn't been announced in Obi Wan? Ooh, good question. I don't know. Like part of me is kind of thinking I'm I'm kind of a fan of the idea uh, that that person that you saw with the uh, when the Inquisitor was spinning his lightsaber. I'm kind of a fan of the idea that that could be Cody. (laughs) I'm a fan of that idea. But even if it's not Cody. uh, Yeah. Any clone, I think, would just be awesome. Just have Tamora Morrison play the clone. I think that would be incredible. I think it's Rex. I don't know if it's Rex. Who did we say it was from Bad Batch Maybe. because of the thing on the back of the neck? Echo. I think, yeah, we, yeah, we said it was Echo. It could uh, be yeah, Echo. That, yeah, it could have been Echo. I don't know Which about Echo. Which would be Echo. super cool. As, as cool as I think it would be, I, I didn't see it. Like, he has, like, the, like, oh, Matrix true. plugs in his head. I didn't see those. Interesting. It would be cool. So you, it would be cool. Seeing any character from Bad Batch in live action would be awesome. How do you feel about folks that have brought up Ahsoka and Cal? Ooh, I forgot about Cal. Um, if Ahsoka would be an interesting one because of the scene with the birds, like those are like those are the things that like follow her around. So I think it would make sense to bring in Ahsoka. And I think if they had, depending on how they do it, it could like lead right into her series, which I think is the next. It's not the next one coming out. It's currently being filmed, I think. And then but it would it would be cool to see her in and and kind of, you know, that time frame of of uh, like like you were saying, building in the uh, the context of of what happened to her between you know immediately after Order sixty six and after the Venator went down, and when we see her in uh, Mandalorian, like there's that huge gap of time that we just don't know the what only, happened to uh, her. The novel, her novel is the only thing we have. Um, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it kind of explains great. more her as a person and how she's dealing with everything. There's really nothing important. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. Nothing significant mm-hmm. that happens. And that was also how she got her white lightsabers, right? Like yeah, it was they, they talk how about how they how she purifies the. Yeah, she, she has crystal. a memory in the book no. of how she got it. Doesn't happen in the book, right, Tim? No, does it happen in the book? No. Well, yeah. Well, no. Yeah. No, it happens in the book. She yeah, talks about how fight, she rebuilds yeah. her lightsaber. It's been a long time. Yeah, because they fight, and she re, she purifies the, the, Kyber the red crystal. crystal yeah. So I think that I think that's an awesome idea. I think in the Ahsoka show, they should just like show a quick scene of that because I want to see that or a flashback. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we've never seen that actually like happen. So it'd be really cool. I mean, we've never really even seen a 
Sith bleed a kyber crystal. Acolyte. I'd like to see that too. That'd be awesome. Oh yeah. Probably. Please. And Tim, oh, did, you, so. did you get the warning on Disney plus by the way? Yep. For the mature content. Yeah, well, they have to now because they've well, got, they added Punisher they've got all to Disney Plus. Stuff Things I didn't have on my 2022 <laughs> yeah, bingo card. Punisher, Daredevil. There's also there's also um, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee Jones TV Wait, show is on Disney Plus as well. What? It's on Disney Plus apparently for some in some that areas. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, I got a TikTok and someone was like, "Go to Disney Plus, type in Tommy and Pam, and go to episode two. And I'm like, "There's no ways it's on Disney Plus." Mm. Well, it's on Disney Plus. I think and that's insane. So, you know, the the reason we say that, Mike, is because Acolyte could open the door to the first, you know, at least PG-13, if you will, content. Just give me more Rogue One level of violence. Like that is like oh. the perfect level of violence for Star Wars, I think. I, like I think so. Darth, like Darth that, Vader like just nice, walking like, down a hallway. Oh, the hallway scene. Iconic. So good, dude. Iconic. Um, and then I guess Cal would be the only other thing that we've heard what are your feelings on that i would not mind seeing cal and i think that that one would be interesting because uh the whole thing you know with cal was that he's it's a mocap actor so we have the actual actors for that you know we can easily bring them in um and i think what the time frame with that i think the time frame for that he would be younger right younger than he was in fallen order younger than he was in fallen order right tim um hold on it's right it's so much content about like where to keep track of stuff same time because the inquisitor it's right around the same time it's it's i think so i think jedi fallen order is before obi-wan yeah okay i would i i think it's before obi-wan because because obi-wan happens 10 ish years right did we agree it was like 10 ish years yeah it's gotta be because Luke's age. So I, I think he's, I think it's a little bit before that because like they were still, um, the only reason why I say that is because the opening scene to Jedi Fallen Order, you see that they're like, they're in the shipyards ripping apart Republic machinery and the Venators and like all that stuff. So like that, that to me is still early Empire. All right. So yeah, so, no, that, that makes sense. Even if it's probably it's before, right before after, it's literally, on, you're talking within probably a year or two on either end. Uh, so he would, yeah. he would match up. And even, if they brought him in, that would be amazing. But I think even if they did just a mention of looking for a holocron be that cool. had like four yeah. sensitive children on it, I think that would that would do justice, I think. And that would be interesting. But like even even like those little tiny like verbal links to other media, I think would just be icing on the cake. I'll take it. It's very niche, though. That's the only thing with me with Jedi Fallen Order and Calcast is coming in is no one will know who he is unless you play the video game. So. That is, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they introduce that character. Would it be a nod of like, you already know who he is or would it be a complete introduction into who this character is for Star Wars? Yeah, it'd be a fine line they'd have to walk of like introducing, but not introducing him. What was his mentor's name? Was it Sarah? Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. You know, she's also, we know her very well from a, a lot of the other content she's done. So she could potentially be with him in it. You know, who knows? So that's. Yeah, she's still alive at the end. She could be. She could be yeah, which, for the which, next one. Okay, let's get into celebration and the rumor that uh, <laughs> the sequel trailer will be at celebration. Not really a surprise. We knew that. Like, we knew that. Yeah, with with the 
kind of like rumors that have been going around. Yeah, I would not be yeah, surprised I mean, to see it there. It's uh, let him in. Uh, let him in. It's the flagship <laughs> for the Star Wars side of gaming. Um, it's Fallen Order. They're oh, yeah. the, you know Battlefront's great, but Fallen Order rose above by being one of the best Star Wars games we've ever played. So it. It would, Sorry, Battlefront team. That's true. Yeah, even if like the combat was a little wonky, like the story just yeah, sold no, it. No, and even the combat wasn't that bad. Like combat. Yeah, I thought it was great. I had a great oh, time. Yeah. I felt like a, I felt like a Let Jedi the whole time. I yeah. would like more abilities <laughs> to like block more like a Batman Assassin's Creed style situation, but they had the base there. No, oh. you said. Yeah, I felt it was closer to like they were trying to get to like a Dark yeah, Souls that, light kind of style. Like God, or like God, God of War, is that, almost. Yeah, that, that's what I heard a lot. Of. It's the same family. It's it that Dark Soul light kind of where you're like it's all about perfect dodges and stuff. I find that interesting. I I enjoy. Yeah, it. I'm also like your balls like deep in Elden, Elden Ring, Ring right now. So, I'm yeah, I'm really in Elden Ring. So like I'm <laughs> having a great time right now, and which makes me want to go back and play Jedi Fallen Order in May because I'm just like this will be great. Like I'm just like now I get it because like when I was when I first started playing Jedi Fallen Order, I wasn't really into like the Dark Souls style combat, so I had a miserable time at the beginning. But now I think I'll just like just if you're going to compare it to Elden Ring, then you have to play yeah. Fallen Order on the hardest level you possibly can. Then. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, but that was the whole thing is because when I played Jedi Fallen Order, I think I played it on easy. Yeah. I don't think I got to really you, experience. You have to, you have to go pain. straight to that that first world boss then on that. Yeah, the, on the first planet, the frog. Yeah, because everyone said if frog. you want the closest Dark Souls experience, you got to go fight the frog right off the bat. Damn, now I want to fire that up right now. <laughs> that might yes. be what I do after this. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, we're we're pretty positive we're going to see a trailer at Celebration. I have a feeling we'll see a trailer for the Ubisoft game too. Um, I think so too. At least a a name drop and a overall like concept yeah. of. I think they're going to stay be. away from Eclipse for a multitude of reasons. Ooh boy, yeah. howdy is that? I don't see that game coming out. I'm going to be up. completely honest with both of you. Yeah, I don't think so either, dude. I don't think you announce a game and then you push it back to 2028 and hope that it'll see the light of day. That 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 was yeah. a death sentence. The for that fact game. that it just like it got announced and then immediately went into to development hell, like that's not a good sign. I I I'm with you on that. I don't think I don't think we'll yeah. ever see that game. If come they out. keep the name, I think they'll move it to somebody else or something like that. I mean, like 2K 2K has a game coming out right now Quarry. that's very close to what. Um, yeah, it's it's what uh you know Detroit becomes human or any of like those decision making games is like, which is what Eclipse is supposed to be. And so I wonder if they would take that IP and throw it to somebody else because I would hate to lose that. It's supposed to be like an, during a really cool period. It's yeah. the end of the High Republic, right? It's the end of or the High Republic. Republic time. So like, yeah, yeah, it's a perfect. It was supposed to tie in with Acolyte and everything else. So it was supposed to be like it was a a perfect uh a game for us to like really help explain that going from High Republic into the New Republic or the the current Republic. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it get in the, in tossed the, to like another studio. Like, if they give it to like Obsidian, I think could Obsidian's handle that pretty well. Knee deep in a vow, a vow. Is that what that game's called right now? I think something like that. Well, I mean, I think if Disney throws enough money at them, they can just they can give be it knee to deep respawn. Disney Let respawn do all the Star Wars stuff. <laughs> oh, respawn! Yes, <laughs> we did this with EA many years ago, and yeah, it but didn't if they end give well, it to so respawn, we probably shouldn't spread yeah. it out across across. Uh, but if they yeah. give it to respawn, that's going to delay. Fallen Order 2, maybe. Well, there's a true. Well, we know we're going to get uh, a third out of them. It's a, it's a full trilogy. So when they drop two, then yeah, if they right haven't started it already, three. to be honest. 
Yeah, I'm sure there's parts of their teams um, that have already moved off. So we'll probably get the trailer for Mandalorian season three at Celebration. Do we feel like maybe? I think I yeah something. I'm sure. Well, is so it's gonna be Obi Wan, and then after Obi Wan is Andor, is Mando. There's something else. Andor's is, is Cassian this year? So then we'll get an yep. Andor teaser. I'm hoping we get a Bad Batch. And then and then what I would is then Mando. Mando is usually around Mando NFL time. Has been a little spotty. It was fall and then it was winter and now I don't know where it lands. But we know it's going to be December. It's to be right? December of this be year December before of, the pan, or last year before the pandemic. So who the hell knows? Yeah. So if they if they keep on on pace for Andor in the summer fall like in the summer and then we get Mando in the winter, then I would think that we would we wouldn't get a Mando trailer until like usually when they do NFL like Monday nights. Usually Monday nights is when they they, they could hit us they, with a teaser though. The trailer. When they they, it's teaser, on ESPN. Though. They could. Yeah, I think just like maybe like a one minute yeah. teaser. And then, yeah. So Andor's this year. Bad Batch is this year too. Um, it got moved from got spring moved of this year, year to later this year. Or no release okay. date, but people are speculating later this year. I don't remember. Interesting. Yeah, I think, then, I think it said spring 2022. No, it's been off for two years. They have two years worth of shit to show us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be wild. Maybe we should go to. <laughs> that, that's what I've been saying, Kevin. That's what you're exhausted for your day. We could do a red light or a red light. A you red, heard my a red schedule eye. this month, Mike. It's just that's that's what you do. You, you got your business done. And <laughs> hey, if I want to be in do. a place where I can say Star Wars is part of my business, then I got to do shit like that. Yeah, that's, right. That's yeah, that's exactly. What you get so. Yeah, maybe I will be exhausted for uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll look at it. We'll talk. We we'll talk about. It. We'll, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> and just be sitting there on the panel. Just, I'm moderating, uh, yep. so that would be terrible. <laughs> Do we poke him or? <laughs> uh, um, you dead. Uh, as you far dead? as uh, movies, I know Rogue Squadron. I don't even think they've started filming yet, so we're not going to see anything from. Oh, that you know, movie. You gonna think gonna that's on the eclipse list of may not ever happen? I mean, like I. I feel like they're putting a lot of focus in on on their TV shows. Um, we should show, get a trailer for Old Republic remake. I forgot about that. Are we? You, you don't think so? You think? <laughs> you think we're going to get it next year? Because if they're showing us a trailer, that means that we're going to get something next year. We saw Starfield trailer at E3 last year. I mean, to be fair, we got... I think we're gonna get. I think we got yeah. Eclipse yeah, trailer but, already. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, I'll be close to fifty. I, by I the feel time like if we're gonna get, out. but at but at celebration, I feel like at celebration because they did the same thing for the for Battlefront and for um, the only reason why I say it is because with game developers, like if they're gonna show more game trailers, usually it's like a year out. Um, for the most part, at celebration, respawn did it. Um, uh, Dice did it with with Battlefront. That's usually their cadence. It was about a year out from year to like like nine months out from when it was coming out. So I, that's why I think that if, if they do it, if they do show us a Knights of the Old Republic trailer, that means that we're getting it like holiday next year. Okay. So that I don't think we'll be ready for a holiday next year. Ah, holiday next year, maybe. Uh, that, that I don't, because like, I feel like the Revan, just showing the Revan in that, it was like, that was big. But you don't have to like show off anything else. It's literally just an animated model with some effects. Like they could do a version of that, that with some of the other um, characters, though. Like show us Karth and Bastila. They could do that. Yeah. So HK. Sure. 
I just don't think we're going to get like any like gameplay. I don't think we'll see yet. gameplay. No. Yeah, it's probably in a very like yeah. unpolished state probably right now. So. Still, so yeah, but I could see it coming out holiday twenty twenty three. I, I I'm I'm not opposed to that idea. Um, that could happen. Yeah, even just like a release trailer, like a like a teaser, just showing you know release holiday twenty twenty three. I think that would. I think they're going to release Hunters if it hasn't been released already that day. I think it would be oh, like yeah, available now. Um. To maximize the exposure and make sure people are giving it a whirl. Man, celebration is going to become like the next like celebration is essentially for Star Wars. What BlizzCon was like five years ago for Warcraft, Diablo. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to have a whole video game thing because like before, like it was like when they when they I was at at both announcements for Battlefront and for um, Jedi Fallen Order. And like th- those experiences were cool and they gave them like a panel it was like 30 minutes long. But like now there's so many games, it's literally going to be like an E3 show. It's going to be like a game award show or like even like a PAX presser. That's it's exciting. Like when it's all just about Star Wars. Yeah, there's just so much to go over. I mean, movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games. And with like there's like multiple studios working yeah. on games at the same time right yeah, now. Right? They, they announced like, that's huge. Uh, last year, the year before that the exclusivity with EA was over and that they were going to be uh, have, creating games with other studios. Um, Hooray. <laughs> and then they just immediately yeah, sent no, it off to exactly like everybody they, they could. Aspire. Ubisoft, um, Quantic Dream. Everybody, got yeah. Ubisoft while they're publisher, but um, you know, there's a whole bunch of studios working on it. So that's good. That's a good thing. You need that competition. Um, so the other thing I'm excited about, is the future of the higher public they're going to probably lean into what that's going to look like and then they're going to announce just like they do at d23 they're probably going to announce a lot of the shows that we don't even know exist in their you know planning process just like they do with marvel often they're like here's the roadmap so i have a feeling we're going to get more because now that disney plus has proven that the shows are successful it's a money maker it does really well for them it's well received you know outside of the people we talked about earlier um so i have a feeling that that's the future of the franchise well, they're still paying I their membership think that they will reveal whatever the next theatrical story is i don't want to say trilogy i don't want to say movie i am just going to say theatrical story I also think, hear me out, there is a chance that those movies either never go to theater or are limited theater and then to Disney Plus with the same way that DC and and Warner Brothers have their deal with HBO Max. Because Bobby C is is all about that. That That makes sense. Cha-ching and Disney Plus has been the cha-ching that they've been searching for. Oh my god! And if if you like calculate how much like I I I did it on Twitter recently where I I said even if like you only consider that fifty percent of the active subscribers are paying, the other fifty percent are maybe on some sort of deal through like Verizon or whatever, and that's that's a crazy low estimate of people paying. That's still like I think I came up with like six billion a year that they're making. The, it's insane the, the amount of money they're making. Too, and people, there was a point during lockdown where they made like 34 billion dollars because of two things one we were all stuck inside and it was new and we wanted stuff to watch and two the day they said frozen is coming to disney plus early because we know it can't be in the theaters <laughs> everyone that had kids was like get disney plus <laughs> to shut my kids up because yep. this is gonna be rough 
Yeah, no, and <laughs> crash the server. Please, my kids were were like, oh my gosh, hit fr- okay, Frozen Two, not Frozen One, by the way. Um, you know, and and it, that that was huge yeah. for them. And then these Star Wars shows and these Marvel shows, forget it. They're this is this is the future of how they're going to storytell. You know, and originally they tried to make Star Wars Marvel, and they failed miserably. But now they have the cadence for Star Wars in place, and now they just have to figure out how the movies fit into this cadence with animated and live action. So I have a feeling at at Celebration we will see that whatever that whatever's coming there, whether it's Old Republic, High Republic, you know, whatever it may be, we will they will announce like this is the next phase of theatrical storytelling within Star Wars. Yeah, and I think that the the kind of the format that they're going with too with um the the shows on Disney Plus for both Star Wars and Marvel kind of seems like they're they're doing these like character driven stories on Disney Plus so yeah. that's how they're going to like I think that's how for both sides they're going to introduce new characters kind of flesh them out get us to love those characters and then they'll do maybe like collaborative shows where characters kind of meet up do different things and then the the movies will be like the big like tentpole events, kind of like Infinity War or like, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know how that's going to look in Star Wars, but something yeah. big that kind of brings all the characters together, kind of the Avengers level moment of Star yeah. Wars. I think that's kind of where they're going with Disney Plus is just character driven stories to introduce characters. They can do a ton of them and then. Bring them I all together in the movies. Somehow lies in the old republic, and I think we're over a decade away from seeing anything like that in in Star Wars. Because I think you need the iconic characters combined with new characters, combined with the fact that, like you said, there's Jedi and Sith everywhere, uh, and that gods walk among us, not just you know all over. They're everywhere. So I think to get that moment, you need you need something on that level, and it's working. And the reason I know it's working is because Warner Brothers is now about to try and copy it again with with the Gotham verse. They were like, it didn't work with DC. So let's just try it with yeah. Batman because Batman's universe in and of itself can be self-contained and sustainable. Um, so now Warner Brothers is trying it again there. So but there is that that big question mark, Mike. I don't know if you've been paying attention. The DC might uh, might 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 somebody else might own DC very quickly. Come on, Mickey. Let's Come get Batman on, and Cap Mickey in the same the room. Um, Let's go, dude. The multiverse exists. It's so awesome. Mo- yeah, I was going to say the multiverse, well, the multiverse madness exists is going to be in both universe, which dude. we can say exists. And they've done crossover comics in the past. Hey, yep. there's Capcom. been video games of yeah. DC versus Marvel. It's Fortnite. happened already. Yep. So Fortnite. Yep. Just saying. Does that make Fortnite canon now? It it makes Fortnite anything that happens. Yep. Yeah, Fortnite is actually a part of the multiverse. So if 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 a DC character can reside in Fortnite the same time a Marvel character can, that means that they and DC actually fleshed out the multiverse before 100%. Marvel because with Flash, we were able to go around. We saw Smallville, Superman. We saw Michael Keaton. We saw all of these other iterations mm-hmm. of DC characters that we've seen, and I'm sure the new Flash movie will continue that trend. So they actually fleshed it out before Marvel did. Marvel was very meticulous about how they did it. Um, so it exists. So if Disney was to swoop in and buy DC, just like they did with Marvel, and they waited till Marvel was in a really rough spot and they were like, whoop, I could see it happening with DC. And then, man, seeing that DC <laughs> icon on Disney Plus would be wild. Uh, so. <laughs> It'd be so wild, dude. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. There'd be no, no reason not to subscribe at that point. 
It's just so much content. Yeah. They yeah. literally own then, everything then, I love. Can you imagine Avengers <laughs> Campus next to Gotham and Disneyland? Yeah. Well, we could actually, Stop Tim, it, we could Kevin. get DC stuff Please. here because Stop. there's no embargo on Marvel stuff between. I hate it so much. I hate that rule so, so well, much. It's it's so annoying. At least we can we're gonna get the yeah. Uh, but like uh, I told you, uh, Tim, the we can get right universal least, so. annual passes. Well, I can for my entire family and Bush Gardens for cheaper than one annual pass for myself at Disney. Just throw that out there. Yeah, because you have one you less family member than I do. definitely can do that, Kevin. So you have less. You we have one less family and those, member. Those than Those family do. members will cost money. Perfect. In the next few months, so we should really start looking at this very carefully. Of course, we love them, Always. right? We want nothing but the best. Before we get out of here, I do want to touch right. on the fact that Christopher freaking Lloyd is going to be in Mandalorian season three. Okay, so the why multiverse. the hell is Doc Brown showing up in Mandalorian? Money. I saw the. What are we doing on Tatooine? Speculation. I don't know. I have a feeling he's going to be a crazy cloning professor of something that's my i really hope he has a delorean though i hope uh, they give him a delorean of something, something that looks like a delorean there needs to be a doc brown reference or he goes like 86 I can miles see per hour making miles his per speeder hour. look like a delorean oh be so sick like just some like little detail like the blue lights like on like it the, or something like, or a flux capacitor that's, or something that's on Favreau's it he would because um, John Favreau yeah, I mean, is just it's a exciting. Guy. Maybe, maybe he's interested in studying the world between worlds. Oh there you kind go. of involves yeah, time go. travel. I like it. I like it. I, I'm excited uh, um, to have someone of that caliber join. Uh, it's going to encourage more cameos in the future, I hope. Uh, I just he's getting old too, so I'm glad he's I'm glad he's getting some some yeah, screen no, time because we're not going to have him around forever. So there's a very real chance this could be the last thing we've we seen, that, like, which is such a depressing decade, thought. Though. Yeah, pretty Many much. He looked old when Jimmy Fallon had him and and uh, uh, what's his name? Oh my god, Marty. Are Michael you talking Fox. about the, Thank the, you. the oh? I was Michael saying J. Fox. The wild, the wild, wild mess. No, West no, Jimmy Fallon had him on the show the, the like, to celebrate. I think his 30th anniversary or something a few years back, and it. Christopher Lloyd looked old, so did Michael J. Fox, unfortunately, but Michael J. Fox also has Parkinson's. Um, yeah. But um, Christopher Lloyd looked old then, yeah. so that was years ago. So, Do you... Okay, hold on. Do you, oh, so Marty's girlfriend in uh, 2 and 3, we're going to go completely off Star, Star, uh, Star Wars now. <laughs> I think um, I know where you're going with this. But did you know that she is the CEO lady the in... In that one, and then she's also also she was Daniel LaRusso's yes. girlfriend in the Karate <laughs> yep. Kid, dude. Yeah, Do you know that? Yeah. When I th- when <laughs> I figured it, it when I found out who she yeah, was and all of that, I was like, obsessed no with. Way. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that I That's hate. With the, the only boys thing you is hate his, is infatuation with that. That's the only thing. It's the only part that I hate with that. It just, it was weird. It's, because it's the, a little because beyond the, the baby. We just had a baby too. It was just, it was, it was all weird. It was just strange. Yeah. So weird. Anyways. And then the new trailer when he's sitting there milking the cow. Oh, 
so weird. Uh, if you have, oh, weird, who was Kevin. it? Oh, uh, they were saying that the guy who plays Homelander would make a great reverse Flash. That's Flash's arch nemesis. Reverse Flash. Yeah, 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 yeah. The himself? one that's like yellow the inverse with red. of himself. So DC's going to keep flushing things out, which they need to pick a lane. Um, <laughs> then <laughs> I'm all for it because I love that guy. He's a, he's a phenomenal actor, even though I hate his character. I love uh, the way he portrays Homelander. Yeah, like but if you, if you oh, yeah. feel just, that about a character, enough. like 100, that's yeah, the, no, that's he, the actor doing phenomenal. a great job. It's, oh, yeah. it's that show is. I think season three comes out soon, right? Yeah, because they did some soon. of the promotional like material months, where they had like fake Voight news, like talking about them, which was hilarious. And then they just released an animated short, yeah. I thought, or something along those lines. Cool, cool. Yes, no, it's out. Yeah, I'm gonna. Do no, that. I didn't even hear about. I'm gonna watch it. You're watching me too. Before, there you go. Oh, no, there you go, Kevin. Before Fallen Order. No, if I'm gonna play no, anything, I'm gonna Kevin try and play Elden Ring and get my ass handed no, to me and get frustrated and throw the controller after 40 minutes and then go to bed really angry. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm Are having, having a, a hard insanely difficult time. I can help you. I'm like, Mike keeps laughing at me because I'm like, I how do I kill you. this guy? How do I kill this guy? He's like, you keep doing the fight over and over again until you figure out how to kill him. I'm like, I don't like this game, Mike. I don't like it. <laughs> I want to figure it out on this the first try. This is not try. a video game. This is, this is mental torture. And he goes, uh-huh. <gasps> yeah, so I do. Mike, now you get it. Is, let everyone yeah, know it, but, uh, where they can find you. Take as much time as you need. Tell them all the places and give them the lowdown about Bright Suns. All right. Well, uh, Bright Suns podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Android, or Android, Apple. That's the one. Uh, you can find me on pretty much every social media at Bright Suns Media. Uh, and Twitter is where I'm the most active. So if you really want to engage with me, uh, send me a message there or hit me up on Twitter, because if you send it on Facebook, I won't notice for like six months. Um, that is... Pretty much everywhere. Or you can email me, Mike at brightsunsmedia.com. Uh, I get a lot of spam. Just so mark the know, subject line. Watch out for that. <laughs> there you go. And you're good. This is As not always, spam. you can check out Tim at it's Darkness429 you know everywhere on the spam. internet, but most importantly at b.gg slash Darkness429, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. ish Eastern. Yeah, ish ish uh, uh at fp.gg slash darkness 429 and everything ish. i do can be found at raredrop.co if you want to go there and click around all the stuff is there but if you want to you want to talk shit to me you can do it on twitter because that's buttons. where everyone seems to do it it's at kevin x vision uh and feel free and you don't have to talk shit you can be nice and just say i enjoy the show or kevin what do you think about this theory or something like that that's fine too but if you do want to talk shit do it on twitter because i barely pay attention to twitter uh 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 the haters anyway um but yeah everything we do is star wars scotch at star wars scotch we're on facebook we're on twitter go check it out uh catch up on those old episodes um i actually went back and randomly picked an episode from like episode 20 yeah just to hear what we were talking about and some of the stuff we said i was like oh we were way off so uh yeah if you want to laugh at us too you can go do that as well but We'll be back next week. Episode 77. Tim will talk about some of the comics he's been reading in the Marvel Star Wars universe and whatever other news comes our way until then. Uh, but we will see you next time. Um, Tim, it's your turn. And as always, may the force be with you. Always.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.